everyone, and welcome to issue number 135 of the Bad Podcast. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about current events. We're talking part two of Amazon's The Tick, the first season of it anyways. Uh, and then we'll dive into the live action adaptation of Netflix's Full Metal Alchemist live action movie. Uh, felt unredundant redundant to say that twice, so I did. Um, I also want to kind of throw this out there. Um, I'm feeling obviously a little under the weather. I'm into smooth jazz uh, bedtime magic. Never right sounded now. better. Yeah, NPR I was going to say, sounded. when did we switch to an NPR podcast? Yes, well, NPR, so Greg. What really happened is I got transported to uh, an alternate reality. Remember when we when we could uh, do podcasts through time and space? Mm. Well, I was, I was tinkering with that, and I got transported to this world uh, where Al Gore didn't exist, and it's just horrible environmental stuff. Horrible. Oof. So I'm I'm clearing my throat i'm getting over that i lost jason there too that's why he's not here this week <laughs> um i have to figure out how to get him back uh but anyways uh, we have to put his soul into trapped a in the goreless timeline i was gonna say you replaced <laughs> al gore with jason that's not the greatest uh that truly is the darkest timeline that is, that is it's, not, it's not great for them but fortunately that didn't happen here uh and before we do all of the things that i just said let's see who's joining us tonight we have Dave the Bearded Menace. Come play with me, Edward. TV's Casey. Yo. Doc Chris. Best hair and makeup award winning. Woof. Woof. <laughs> and I'm your host for the evening. This the... and other lies tonight on episode 135. <laughs> the ever sensual sounding booster, Greg. Uh, now that we've gotten all that business out of the way, gentlemen, what has happened this week? We got a Wreck-It Ralph trailer. Goddamn right. And this time he breaks the internet, and it's fucking hilarious. I just hope we didn't see the funniest parts of that trailer of the movie in the trailer. I doubt, um, I doubt it. We haven't really seen any um, what do you call it? Any cameos from video game characters yet? And you know that's this, gonna happen. This is true. Yeah, and we're we're gonna probably see a lot of like uh, Angry Birds happening in this, or like all the other like favorite. We're gonna get so many memes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, guys, I thought the Emoji movie already came out. I'm just hoping we see Wreck-It Ralph like, do some like Clash of Clans action. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Like so They're like all playing. He just runs out. What am I doing? He just wrecks a tower. and just. Or uh, Ralph versus Zombies. Oh. They could go real meta and put him in the Disney Emoji game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And he just plays all the goddamn time. Um, I mean, the, the possibilities are going to be endless. It's going to be, I think it's going to be great no matter what. Um, most of the newer Disney 3D movies that I've seen, I've really enjoyed. So I think it's going to be solid. And the last one was really good. Yeah. And it's kind of like heartfelt, especially at the end. And I like that uh, Silver Silver, Sarah Silverman came back as, uh, wasn't it, Penelope Von Sweet? Yep. Yeah, yeah that, like Disney, for, that Disney money is hard to refuse. Yeah, it is. Yeah. God, mm-hmm. I'd shave my beard for some Disney money. Just, just saying, just saying, Disney. Just saying, just you know. Throwing that out there. Kathleen right. Candy. I'm just saying. If you need someone, the to question on everyone's movie, mind: Will Ralph wreck Buzzfeed? We can yeah. only hope. Hey, is this, Buzzfeed still a thing? This website <laughs> is red like my shirt. Some red tube. I don't know what this is. <laughs> oh. Kind uh, of amazing that your Ralph impression is almost closer to Jay's Mac than it is to Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> that gives me an idea. 
It's uh, it's actually my Al Gore impression. <laughs> throwing it back. Throwing it back. Woof. Uh, speaking of Disney money, Casey, what do you have? Disney money. Uh, if you were hanging out in the Twitterverse like I was today, we got Marvel Studios having a little back and forth with Robert Downey Jr., who is upset that he couldn't have Avengers Infinity War come out a week early. And they're like, we'll do it just for you. He's like, well, what about my friends? Yeah, all right, for them too. All these guys, you know, your friends Chris Evans and Chadwick Boseman and Scarlett Johansson, those people. And he goes, yeah, but what about everybody else in the world? It's like, Psh, whatever, April 27th, the new date. I know. Um, That's just really funny, too, especially, like, when you think of most movies getting more delayed than anything. And they're just like, yeah, this big one, we're already done with it. Just I wonder if they did it because of Deadpool. What do you mean? Uh, Is that supposed to be well, the same day? Because isn't, isn't Deadpool coming out in May now? Mm. Wasn't it always? Maybe. No, it, no. it got it, it got released early also. Oh. So yeah, maybe they just didn't... Pulled up too, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm wondering if maybe they just didn't want them too close to each other, maybe. 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 Uh, I don't know if that would affect sales one way or the other, though. I feel like people who are going to see both are going to see both. Um, I mean, not May, really sales, but maybe not be associated with... May 18th is when Deadpool... That's a whole month. That's 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 not. I don't think that's competitive enough. Yeah, so that means they played chicken and Disney blinked. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, what else would it have ran against if it's if it stayed where it was? I don't know. Nothing. Like, there's real. I mean, no. Because it was supposed to come out in Mayish, right? Like first week of May, right? May fourth. Solo movie isn't. Or solos don't. in May. Competing with us, with themselves, I don't know. No, they wouldn't. I mean, they wouldn't have done that. No. Well, I I know that solo movie was not going to be the same week as uh, Infinity War because you know I planned out the the podcast for the next couple of months and they. Well, no, no, I know that. But I'm saying like maybe they just didn't want to like just overlap that much. I don't. I don't know. I, I I think it's just more of a a show of confidence. They maybe they want to strike uh, while the iron's a little more hot. Maybe or maybe it's just a really cool publicity stunt. Could be. You know, try to get some more, uh, more butts and seats, as it were. Wait a minute, yeah, block, I, the summer blockbuster season early. Wait, yeah. time out. They're, they're having. They were gonna have the Avengers come out on May fourth on fucking Star Wars Day. Oh, that's it. Uh, that's that's why. the worst thing in the world. But they're having Solo come out on May twenty fifth. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, well, because nobody. All right, look. I I feel like they don't even care that much about Solo, a Star Wars adventure of. Solo proportions, or whatever it's called, um, I, you know, like they push it all the way to the end. They could have had, they could have moved Solo up, but it's like, eh, we'll put it at the end of the month. Yeah. What are what are Star Wars fans really hoping to see this May? Yeah. Avengers. <laughs> also, kind of disappointed that Chris figured that out and not Dave, our Star Wars expert. <laughs> Guys, it's eh. funny. funny. I Google you always well. make me laugh. It's one of my superpowers. It's true. It's true. Um, speaking of that, of other superpowers and things, uh, Overwatch is unveiling their newest character named, uh, Bridget. She is the daughter of Tolburn, I believe is what I read. And she's uh, played she's gonna... by Renee Zellweger. What? Is she really? really? No. Bridget Jones' Diary? No one? Oh, come on. Uh, you guys, you guys need to get on the, you need to get on the romantic comedy train, guys. It's spelled differently. Um, but anyways, I will never get on that. So level. she's going to be a support class. <laughs> Uh, there's actually some some uh, flack from the 
like genreed game paladins that's saying that they ripped off their own character designs with bridget which is kind of interesting uh considering that most people would consider that paladins ripped off overwatch's gameplay period (laughs) so yeah that that's been kind of going on i found that pretty interesting but the new character looks really cool uh she got a shield she looks uh kind of like a dave what's his name uh, Reinhardt, like Reinhardt, the big like armor guy, like, with a, like, the... a, like a mini Reinhardt, but a completely different class. Uh, she has a stun move. I saw. Um, she's got a little bit of a, a range on her melee attacks as well, so it looks pretty cool. Um, I'm pretty excited. I've, it's like I always jump back into Overwatch when the new characters come out, and then I slowly fade away. <laughs> yeah, so, you do. I'm really looking forward to playing for another week or two, and then slowly fading away. Uh, and speaking of things that are slowly getting faded away, Chris, oh. What do you have? oh man, we actually have a whole bunch of stuff about uh, PlayStation Plus at the moment. Um, first and foremost, there's an email that got sent out to all PlayStation Plus subscribers saying that uh, on March 8th, 2019, they will no longer be offering free PlayStation 3 or PlayStation Vita games in <laughs> every monthly. I know. Um, so that's kind of a bummer, but there's also a year worth of games, so they better make it worth it, I guess. Um, however, they already started pretty good with um, their lineup, with the lineup for this month of March. Um, we start off with uh, the two PlayStation 4 games, which is actually Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank. These are two of some of the the highest rated games that PlayStation 4 has to offer. You look at a lot of top 10 lists of games you should be playing. Um, you're going to actually see both of these guys on there. Which is pretty great. Um, it's about time. Bloodborne has been. I feel like every time there's a sale, Bloodborne is in the sale. It's always like ten bucks. I uh, know, which is which yeah. is hilarious. And actually, I almost bought it last time. Now I'm glad I didn't. I know. Me now too. I'm gonna get it. Um, and Ratchet and Clank. Um, one of my favorite series. I think I've talked about this before. Um, yeah. really phenomenal remake that did some weird stuff with the story at the end. But besides that, um, there's it's pretty faithful. Um. Absolutely gorgeous, as fun as always. Uh, a couple other things: the PlayStation Three lineup. We're going to be getting Legend of K and actually Mighty Number no. Nine. Um, the I can't believe it's not Mega Man, made by mm-hmm. one of the. I believe it was one of the creators of Mega Man, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was kind of a flop. So that's kind of a a long yeah, time I heard it was coming. Absolute shit. That's yeah. what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, which I will actually have cross by with PS4, even though it's technically the PS3 release on there. So we'll be able to get them mm-hmm. there. Um, the game Claire and Bombing Busters for PS Vita and uh, cross by with PS4 with that as well. Nice. Cool. Nice. Yeah, those offerings are totally an apology though for yeah. cutting it off in 2019. Oh, so definitely. They can never apologize enough for the existence of Mighty Number no. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to try to try it. I was. I've been like looking for it to drop like five bucks. I was like, ah, I'll, I'll try it out. Now I don't have to pay any money for it. So I'm happy. Yeah, this is the best. Uh, and the last thing, Casey, finish us off with uh, current events. Groot is dead. Long live Groot. Uh, on Twitter, oh. James Gunn revealed in a, again, this Twitterverse, man. What are you going to do? When, when asked, who would you kill? A porg? Or a baby Groot. The internet hotly debated until director of Guardians James Gunn stepped in and squared everything away, quelling people's arguments that perhaps if you killed Groot, he would just regrow, and that the Groot in Guardians Volume 2 is not the elder Groot reborn. He is his son. Dun-dun-dun. Cue dramatic sting. Edited in post. Uh... (laughs) 
I'm gonna keep that exactly as it was in post. Yeah, uh, apparently people were. <laughs> yeah, apparently people were really taking issue with this. Although I think it's kind of a smart little detail that makes a lot of sense when you think about it for even a short amount of time. Because Baby Groot has no memories. He doesn't know anyone. Right. Um, and he's not exactly like the old Groot. Uh, like, so he not m- much might of as well a be a new character. Though. He dances. He does dance. Is like he like dance. So it's like it's like it's Groot like the Doctor now, where he just like regenerates and looks slightly different instead, and like has a different <laughs> personality. He's wooden phoenix. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, it changes not a lot when you kind of think about it in the grand scheme of things, but it changes a lot of fan theories, like a lot, because there was one where. Um, for the MCU, where uh, Groot is actually Yggdrasil, like the oh the the Ragnarok the, world tree, the world tree, yeah, that was a oh, thing that's cool. going on for a while, but not anymore, because now anymore. he's just a weird alien tree guy that died. Well, leave it to Disney till we shut on everyone's theories. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh well, that's what they're good for. Um, yeah. <laughs> along with buying out every other thing that we know and love ever. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not mad about it. I'm really not mad about it. You know what? I'm I'm excited to see what they're going to do with X-Men, if they do anything with X-Men, to be honest. I, I wonder if they'll just, like, burn it all to the ground. And just yeah, really... oh, well, well, Fox is waiting it out. They're like, hey, guys, we're getting six more X-Men movies before 2020. And I'm like, please, no. <laughs> please don't make any more X-Men movies. That's no not more. seriously a thing, is it? Yeah. What? I mean, that wasn't a highlight of nerd news. No, 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 it's... certainly. Dark, the only, uh, Dark Phoenix... And are they counting Deadpool as, as one I, of those? I imagine then they're probably also counting New Mutants. New Mutants, yeah. Uh, okay. I think X-Force is Which also, also got pushed back, and it's like, everything's a mess. Yeah. It's a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> hot mess over in the House of X. You would have figured <laughs> that they would have just kind of just, like, unloaded all the movies just all at once, just get rid of them and just start over. Because everyone knows if they make more X-Men movies, they're just going to start over again. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why they just don't give up. Yeah. Like, all right, listen, you failed. And your ability to make X Men movies. You should like, stop the X Men. You've too. got maybe three good ones. Yeah. Just just call maybe. it a day, Fox. Uh, anyways, let's move on to the main subject matters uh, this week. Uh, Casey, we're talking about the tick. I want you to oh. remind us what happened in the first part of the season. Spoon. Well, the first couple episodes of the tick introduce more or less all the things in the season. Uh, Arthur is a sort of skittish, traumatized nerd of a man whose father was killed tragically by the terror about 15 years ago. And he bumped shoulders with the latest big, boisterous, blue arachnid hero in the city named The Tick. And together they end up discovering this new kind of powered armor secret weapon that he ends up donning as... And becomes the Mothman. No, he just uses his own name as a code name. But um, everyone else they have a couple of Mothman, misadventures because awesome. the terror has returned. They run into Miss Lint, his electricity-powered, unfortunately costumed sidekick or underling, I guess. Um, they meet uh, Danger Boat and um, Overkill. Come on, Overkill. You're right. Welcome. I was thinking of his. His former name is Straight Shooter, the uh, <laughs> the sidekick of the 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 five 
Um, the Flag Five. Or was it Midnight? Hmm. Or was it? Yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> See, that's in, that's in this half of the season. But they end up bringing down the the crime syndicate pyramid to get more information, maybe expose the terror for what he is, and that's sort of where the season petered off. Um, in the background of all this going on, Superion, the the big time A list superhero, has kind of gone off the grid for a bit and trying to deal with this very large man situation. Uh, <laughs> which was not quite a cliffhanger from the previous half of season, mm. but is now the 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 main crux of things in this half. Uh, I guess. <laughs> but that's that's more what you missed. The tick played by Peter Serafinowitz is a Grade A goofball and absolutely lovable and always down for some hero on hero hugging action. Who who knew the stuck up British guy from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One could do a great cheesy American accent? The original voice of Darth Maul. You know what I mean? Like yeah. who? Like and like, he's and shit. he's Kang in in the new Lego Marvel superheroes game. Oh, that's awesome! That's really yeah. cool. Um, Chris, what happened in this part of the season? All right, real quick. At the end of last season, Arthur got kidnapped by the Terror. Oh, uh, yeah. We kind of pick up where he left off there. So he has been kidnapped. Uh, the Terror tries to mess with him by playing drums. I thought it was very funny. Um, mm-hmm. He, while he's being captured, uh, he or while he's in captivity, uh, he befriends a mad, basically a mad scientist that's responsible for a lot of like. Uh, the terrorist stuff uh, who has ac- accidentally been shrunk down. <laughs> um, and uh, meanwhile, overkill the tick and Arthur's sister um, dot dot. Yeah, that's her name. Uh, they go and rescue Arthur. Um, and he, Arthur also helps the mad scientists escape. Um, then after this, I feel like the season, it, it went by a lot quicker. The second half definitely went by a lot quicker than the first yeah, half. Feels like, um, yeah. And then they have to, oh, then they basically have to stop the very large man from being drawn to the city. We find out that the terror was responsible for that and draws him towards the city where the population is. Um, And they have to stop him. And uh, in the meantime, something about him is making Superior's powers go away and making him sick. Mm, And that's kind of what happens. Yeah. before I know the notes are, I'm going to jumble up the notes for us right now. Um, do you guys think this season held up for you as well as the first season did? Yeah. Well, do you mean this half season? This half season. I keep calling them seasons, but they're like, but they're really. It's well, it's weird. How many shows do you know of that really like take a break? Yeah. For right. like almost a year and then come back. Yeah. Especially ones right? that are twenty minutes. What, what episode number was our other the tick episode? Six. It was one, two, three, four, five, six. And then wait, what? No, it wasn't number six for us. I know a case. Oh, for us. Sorry, sorry, my bad. I was like, what? Are you (laughs) kidding me? (laughs) It's been so long. Uh, I'll look that up right now for us. I I honestly don't know off the top of my head. It was a while ago. Yeah, Yeah, it was. But it's it's a it's not like uh you take two weeks off in your fall season here. No, no. no. Episode one fourteen. Okay, so that was September of twenty seventeen. Damn. Actually, that's not that long ago. No, no, no. That's eight months. That's like six months. Whatever. So. Okay, well, it's still a while. A, a tickless um, world feels longer than it actually is. It, it does. It really Six does. months, that's almost a fully developed baby. Missing some almost. parts, but... Almost. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think um, for me it was a little bit slow getting back into it, but once it kind of hit its stride, I definitely, I definitely think it held up really well. Um, it didn't really leave too many 
dangling plot threads, which I really enjoy in this day and age of making it up as you go along. You don't really get that too, too much. So I really, I really appreciated that. Um, what was your favorite part of the season? The gay boat. <laughs> and how he just professes love for Arthur and the whole like shower scene. That was, that was fantastic. Alan, like it's, Alan Tudyk at his finest. Yep. I told my coworker about it, and he texts me like a day later, and he's like, there's a gay boat. There's actually a gay boat in this. I'm like, I know, it's fantastic. <laughs> I was inside you. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a shower. That was great. It was great. Uh, I love the uh, I love the bit with um, Overkill and at midnight because it's it's the flag five and either a sidekick or a mascot. Yep. And they both have extremely strong opinions about which one is the is the and of the group. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's just nothing better than seeing a grown man just try and fist fight a superpowered dog. <laughs> And in true The Tick fashion, whether it's the old show or the cartoon or even the comic books, he picks them both up by the collar and he's like, no, you guys be nice. <laughs> so weird uh, weird thing I looked up, um, the voice of the of Midnight the Dog uh, is oh, actually I love this bit of trivia. the original voice of The Tick in the cartoon. Really? Townsend Coleman. Yes. Really? That's oh, awesome. yeah. That's so cool. That is awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, There's a lot of connection to the other shows because Patrick Warburton is also an executive producer on this one. Yeah. Oh. That's so cool. these, you know, I, I like to think that all the people that work on the Tick are just—it's like one big happy family of this one pretty much unknown indie comic that exploded into something way more popular. Well, I mean, it would have to be because it's not like making any like Marvel money, right? So like, there's—I don't—I don't, I don't no. envision a Shakespearean um, betrayal happening with the Tick property. Although <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious if that was actually happening behind the scenes where. Uh, Patrick Warburton's only executive producing it to get back at uh, Peter to make sure that he fails as the tick only to make him stronger and succeed. I feel like that should be a movie. (laughs) Now I kind of want like a crisis on infinite. The ticks where you have the current live action tick and the Warburton tick and and the animated tick and the comic book tick (laughs) and the comic like turtles forever. Tick forever days. That'd be great. Oh man. Um, I have, two favorite scenes um one of them is when um overkill and dot were driving and overkill died eight <laughs> minutes ago yeah he's <laughs> just like I, I, i'm working off of adrenaline and vengeance right now it's just like, <laughs> vengeance. oh man i rewatched that he's scene the a best times. parody of a, of a grimdark hero uh, he's so ridiculous i definitely laughed out loud when the tick was taking down the giant um T like spaceship and he goes this crater is brought to you by the letter T (laughs) (laughs) I may have laughed out loud this morning yesterday morning while I was watching that yeah yeah they did a really really good job with a lot of the humor and and things like that Um, it's it's one of those one of those shows where like there's like plenty of parts watching this like at work I just I literally laughed out loud Mm. and it's just like there's too many to name like parts that I just like little things they do and you just bust out laughing or just Little shit the tick says when he thinks he's a robot. He's trying to like compute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, for me, I, I got a lot of sense of like watching Saturday morning cartoons again. Like it just had that kind of humor and that kind of just like good-hearted nature. Uh, my other favorite scene, which they didn't really explain, is one of the dangling plot threads. Um, 
is when well actually anything with arthur's stepdad i really okay. fucking like because his stories <laughs> yeah. are so ridiculous and they always, yep. he always interrupts him before he gets to the point and he goes well i'm trying to tell you she's not here <laughs> and then he has the crazy kung fu yeah. blindfold moment yeah. yeah what is that yeah season two bro season yeah season two. two and then arthur's like what what's going on he's like i thought you did that he's like no shrug move move along and that's that's the uh the dude from lost too it that is was like the scientist yeah he's also been a bunch of other things but i know him from lost um so i can't wait to see what happens with him as well let's talk about our favorite character period like this, we talked about our favorite parts but i want to know who your favorite character is in the tick ah uh, i, I guess it's gonna be a tough one i, I gotta just say the tick yeah it's always he's the great. tick for me he's great yeah yeah like, I mean, I really, really want to say Overkill, but I feel like if I was a superhero, I'd probably be like to tick just some big lumbering dumbass. <laughs> just just walking through stuff. Like, I mean, you guys will know me well enough that it would probably be that that dumb doing shit. <laughs> Danger Boat is a close second, though. Danger Boat is. I mean, yeah, you da- got, how can you not love a character that, like, when confronted with an evil, like, robot henchman, is given, like, this midlife crisis that's like, Perhaps I too am a robot. <laughs> Arthur, I know where I come from. Like, he's like a giant, he's a huge man child, but he's so wholesome and endearing. He's like what other superheroes should aspire to be. Well, I thought that I th- was going to be the origin. I thought they were just going to go off on that, but then they were yeah. just like, nah, nah, you're not really a robot. Well, no. they like they, they really build it up, right? They really make you believe that's going to happen because they, they, at first you kind of look at him and he just look, look, looks like a robot. And he goes, oh, we both have a bluish hue. And then you look at him again and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess he, he is does a little have blue. One. And he does have little like antennas that I'm thinking about it. And that could be a chin. And then they really start going off and they make you believe that it's just as plausible as the tick believes, which is kind of interesting <laughs> that they do as like, you know, the creators and developers of this show. Um, and then as soon as it gets dismissed, you're like, oh, yeah, that was really fucking ridiculous. And he goes, what if I'm a dog? But they do nothing to help convince. <laughs> you're not a dog, Tick. All right. <laughs> he accepts that just like off the cuff. Just yeah. you're not. OK. <laughs> I also like when there's a conversation and you see him sitting on a chair and then everyone turns around and then they turn back around. And the Tick is so upset that in the few seconds they turned around, he had lifted the chair up and gone outside with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. For me, it's going to be, like, I think the tick is always going to be number one, but number um, two slash three is going to be Danger Boat, and looked it up, Walter, the stepdad. Okay. Just those fucking story. And the feet. What's up with the feet? Like, he's always like, the oh, feet. like, yeah, so, like, and, and they did it in the first part of this, uh, of the season, but not so much in the second part, where he had, like, an infatuation with their feet, and I forgot about it until he mentioned it, where um, Arthur said, he's, he's like, all right, I'm going to do something. He goes, all right, take care of your feet. Isn't he a podiatrist? Is that a, yeah. isn't that a plot point? But like, I think, I, yeah. But like, I don't think all podiatrists are like obsessed with feet. No, nah, it's just a really quirky character. Well, yeah. look, Great. you know, so, sometimes sometimes your line of work crossovers into your Ooh, your private life. Geez. If you're you good know? at your it's, job, it's, be careful. It might be the number one like off the beaten path fetish that people don't really talk about, <laughs> but famous directors indeed <laughs> indulge in. Yeah. I mean, I guess to be fair, I only know of two fictional podiatrists, so I can't really say anything. So, who's the first one? Oh, the you have Steve from Full House is now a podiatrist, a sports podiatrist, uh. and then you have this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched all Fuller House. I'm not ashamed. Yeah, no, it's not, it's uh, not, you not, should be, it's but great. it's it's cool. It's not I mean, great. That, 
that Carly Rae yeah, Carly Rae Jepsen remake of the theme song is uh is pretty awesome. <laughs> However, yeah. the show itself. I'd Although they they did recast uh, James Madsen, so or was that his name? Max from Goofy Movie. They replaced him. Oh yeah, poor guy. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> everyone likes to tick. That's the moral of the story. Pretty much. Uh, everyone likes to tick, and Chris likes the new Fuller House theme song. That's what we learned from that. Everywhere you look. <laughs> Every, everywhere you are. Everywhere. It's a home. Uh, let's talk about the terror as a villain. I really, I'm really like when I was thinking about this question, I was really had uh, Casey more in mind, um, being more well versed in, in villains and comics in general. Oh, I thought you were saying like Casey. Casey reminds you of the Terror. No. <laughs> Listen there, Greg. <laughs> You've got to hear my new drum solo. It's the tops. <laughs> I, I love that he puts on like old 1920s music when he's like, "That's what I want to sound like." <laughs> I'm bringing it back. And he has the guy whiplash him and throw yeah. symbols yeah. at him. That's awesome. Although, missed opportunity not to have J.K. Simmons in there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you have one more lesson to make me sound like that. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I mean, he's also, like, like a fun, like, classic villain. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, like, goofy and, like, aloof when he's not working. But there, that boardroom scene where he's, like, he just has the guy's throat slit and he's, like, now what do we do for business? Evil. It was awesome. Was a good oh movie. my god! And the two, his two cronies that are doing the display about how they're going to market his entrance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like it's like all right, and uh, and here's you know where we'd have some maniacal laughter. It's like that was a maniacal chuckle. I need to see tr something truly maniacal to laugh about it. <laughs> they're like they're clobbering each other. It's just it's just a class act of villainy. And even when his his very large man plan goes astray. He's got a backup. He's like, you know what? Let's just crash the Flag 5 celebration and ruin their day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I appreciate a good villain. Why does he have like to look he... like uh, Freddy, uh, Freddy fucking Krueger, though? That's I, I, thought you're gonna say, I thought you were going to say Ivan Ooze. Because he's Moocher. Because he's what? He's Moocher. Yeah. Jackie Earl Haley. I know he's, I know he's Jackie Earl Haley, but I was hoping that he, you know, I don't know, wouldn't sound like a Paul Giamatti doing an impression of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. His Freddy Krueger was pretty badass. Even the way he it sounded. was, yeah, it was. But you know, like cool. I'm not a fan of like horror remakes, but that one was pretty, that was, pretty decent. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that one was definitely a movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one definitely happened. Um, let's talk a little bit about the the cliffhangers, right? Uh, so the first thing that we really have as a major cliffhanger for the end of this is good guys win, bad guys lose. Um. Not quite just yet, though, as the terror has Arthur at gunpoint, gun to his head. Um, at least he can take him out. And then uh, I think Arthur says something along the lines of, like, why do you want to destroy the world? And the terror says, destroy it. I'm trying to take it back or something like that. And then right. before any more information could be divulged, gets frozen. Yeah. By Let it go. Superior or Superior. Superior. <laughs> Superior. Yeah. Superior. Superior is a Mark Millar comic. That's not great. Superior. Yep. I'm going to get that mixed up. I'm telling you right now all the time. Um, Hyperion. Hyperion. Well, that's another character completely. Shuttle yeah. Tiderian? And that is, I actually watched uh, Star Trek. Um, He's an what? older hero villain, what? but he checks that's out. That's not Star Trek. I thought oh he said uh, Tiberius. Never mind. Whatever. So he said Shuttle Tiderian. Oh, never mind. From like, from Return of the Jedi. God yeah, damn it, Greg. Oh, Return. Yeah. Sorry. I thought he said Tiberius. 
Uh oh, lost him. Did we just lose Chris? We just lost Chris. Okay, it's fine. He hung up. You pissed him off. He hung up. Good. My bad. Hit the button. Not important. <laughs> Hit the button. Not important. Um. Yep. So, do we? What do you think about that whole scene, Casey? Uh, I I like it. I mean, like you said, it's not like they've built up this big mystery, but they at least give you like a good punch for season two. Because now the the government, you know, or Aegis, I guess their version of Shield. Yeah. Is is going to be bearing down on these new heroes, you know? Well, I mean more, um, more of the fact that the terror might be a good the guy. The terror might be a good guy. Yeah, I don't really buy that. I mean, he literally slit a board of directors. Well, maybe throat. not a yeah, maybe not a good guy, but not the worst villain that we. He's seen. like what you're thinking. He's like a Rachel Ghoul kind of a villain. Where he's, you know, I, was, I, the, I got more of a Lex Luthor vibe. For the, for the greater him. good. No, I got more of a Lex vibe if you're thinking about the uh, Brian Azzarello. Um, was it Azzarello? That, that yeah. mini? Um, oh, yeah, because his enemy is a Superman. Yeah. God, and he, that's so... And he perceives, man. right? Like, he perceives that Superman to be the ultimate threat and why humanity can't just move past it is because they get, keep on being saved. So, like... <laughs> and I, who knows if the terror actually feels this way you know, in the tick, but uh, Lex feels almost like Superman's an overbearing father figure or like savior figure. And we don't need you, you stupid yeah. alien. Sure. We'd we were doing a fine on our own way, without but, you. Like, you know, Lex has more of a throw him in the deep end kind of a, approach to life. And yeah. that results in some casualties sometimes that Superman saves. So maybe it's something like that going on with, with her and um, Superior. Maybe not. Yeah, I, look, I'm all behind it, but you know, I I got to tell you, I'm not like chomping at the bit for a season 2. The show is like at a very like lukewarm level for me. I'm glad it's here, but I'm not like I'm not like oh, the tick like uh, you know, I'm not driving myself crazy over it. I was when it was first like ready to go, but like this half season I'm like, oh, the tick's back. Oh, I'll watch that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um it's similar with me like it took me a bit to kind of get back into it like an episode or two but once i got back into it i really enjoyed it i didn't want it to end that it ends now i'm like well it'll come when it comes <laughs> yeah like, Did any, has anyone else found that it's a like decent uh cgi like it's yeah. not the, like i definitely expect it to be way worse than it actually than it is oh yeah yeah it's it feels it, it feels like it's a higher budget than it actually is yeah yeah i agree i agree I do, I do like that they did the the CGI for the tiny doctor, and then immediately in the next episode, they're like, it's just his head mm-hmm. on like in a baby in like a baby carriage. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, we're definitely cheaping out on this. Well, there was, there was <laughs> an old, the following uh, couple of episodes on Nickelodeon. There was an old skit comedy comedy skit show um, that was called that? Welcome to Wienerville. Oh, um, nope. I think I remember that with Scott Wiener and he literally did the same thing where he would put his head uh, it would be made up in different characters and it would be like these miniaturized puppet bodies so like he put his head through the curtain and you control like the hands with two like chopsticks or whatever and it's like fucking crazy and creepy as all hell looking back on it um, I used to watch it quite a bit it was just ridiculous it had little game sh- game show parts to it but it reminded me a lot of that uh, let's move right along to Full Metal Alchemist live action. I can't believe that that I left Jay's Mac in that alternate dimension. Although he did text me some um, some notes that he thought 
I'll read them to you right now as Dave is costume change. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, let's not even read them. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been such a good bit. You just throw it over your shoulder. Um, he says. Skywalker style. He says, this is the greatest adaptation of anything to have ever been made ever. He's definitely wrong, uh, but okay. He did not say that. And Oh, I'm reading it. You can see it. I'm reading it right here. It's just, there's notes right there. There's nothing on there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, so let's talk about it. Did, did any of you guys watch, uh, did you, have you watch the anime, read the manga, anything like that before seeing this? Yes. I've read everything there is to read and watched all of the things. I'm pretty sure I watched the first two episodes of the series, and I'm pretty sure that was pretty much what this movie was. The whole movie. Was. Yeah, the yeah. whole movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no, not even. Not even. Because like, I, watched, I watched Brotherhood on... Um, Advice from you and Sergio, Greg. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, like, yeah, watch Brotherhood. Don't watch the original one, because that one sucks. Um, well, the original one's fine. It doesn't... No, the original has its own charm. I think it also has a better background for the homunculus. Yeah. Yeah. Its version of Lust is also much better. I'm upset they didn't have my favorite character in this. That pissed me off a lot. Armstrong? Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they left a lot of characters out of this. Um, it, this, like, kind of thinking about what we said about the tick and how it felt like it was higher budget than it actually was... This this movie felt like it was a lot lower budget than it probably was. Yeah. Like, I feel like they spent all their money on the special effects in that beginning scene. And then I remember specifically, um, I think it was Mustang was in a room with someone. Like maybe a general. I don't remember who it was. And the room just felt like it only had two walls. And they were strategically shooting in that corner <laughs> and fake windows and everything. And I was like, huh, this feels really bad. Um <laughs> One of the things that Jason and I talked about for reals is the the casting on this movie. So, like, for those of you who've never seen Fullmetal Alchemist, it's essentially about two brothers who meddle in powers that are well beyond their comprehension and pay for it dearly. They go on, on an adventure and a quest to uh, undo the horrors that have been done to them. Um, Alphonse, who's the youngest brother, loses his body. Uh, while Edward, who's the older brother, who's kind of this is his whole idea, loses uh, his arm and leg. So they're trying to like get back to the way they were. It's the whole gist of it. Traveling the world, having misadventures, having a good time, having a bad time, and just, you know, bonding throughout this experience of meeting new characters. And keep in mind, their name Alphonse and Edward. Mm-hmm. Albert. So here's, here's the main thing. I know, like, uh, including myself and I'm sure you guys as well, uh, whatever like whitewashing happens in movies, it's never appreciated, especially if it's uncalled for. Um, but this is the one thing where I kind of wish they actually just casted a bunch of white dudes instead. Yeah. Yeah. I disagree. Really? Um, I think that they want to do the most direct adaptation that they could. And so they literally took all the same costumes and all the same character designs that you mm. see in the anime. And I think that was the downfall. Mm. I don't think I would have minded it if it didn't just try to be like a shot for shot remake. And and keep in mind, I've watched only like two episodes of Full Metal Alchemist. Sure, sure. Like, yeah, I've already seen this movie. I'm going to level with it. It's for like 75% of the movie. It's almost a, a shot for shot plot lifted directly from what we've already seen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and they just take out characters that don't serve it necessarily. So, like, you never see Armstrong. Uh, you never see Wrath. Um, you never oh, see... Man. Well, you do. He's just not a homunculus. 
He was in it? Right? Isn't, no. isn't he the president? No. Well, if they... Not really. Did I, did I miss that? I don't perhaps? think he was, no. Because it was... I thought the guy who was orchestrating the whole thing was this movie's version of Bradley. But, like, was his name Bradley? I, you know I don't what? Think it was. And now I'm not. Really now I'm not sure. I think it was. Well, either way, <laughs> I could be wrong. The 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 wrath that we know is not in it, right? Of the Titans, <laughs> right? Nah. <laughs> um, yep, and it's so like for me, it's it's especially disappointing because I just finished watching Brotherhood two months ago, three months ago. I've always started it. Yeah. And I've always ended it at odd places, and I've always had to go all the way back to the beginning. And yeah, because you got to make you can't miss yeah, a thing. Exactly. So I just like finished Aerosmith. it. They don't want to miss the thing. I was just uh, yes, uh, too uh, quick for you. <laughs> so like, I don't want. I'm, I'm already like set on how they sound, how they look, like um, the ins and outs of all the characters and and everything. And then I'm watching this movie, and I I, I think after about five minutes, I ch- texted Jason. I was like, I don't know if I could do this. I don't <laughs> know if this is going to be a thing I can do. And it took me on one of my days off four different sittings to get through. <laughs> but I got through it. Uh, you know what the CG in this movie reminded me of? What's that? Uh, you know that 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 trailer for that Russian version of the Avengers called? The yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I oh was just going to say that. Yep. No, that it's like a oh. weird trend in like like movies from like other countries where they all have like the same type of like CG yeah. look. Like this had it's it. That really Guardians movie had it. There's, there's a mo- Shaolin soccer. Shaolin soccer. There's like a from Indian the people who out. brought you the Russian Avengers. Shaolin <laughs> soccer. <laughs> Yeah, where they There's have like an Indian movie, that, like a Bollywood movie that came out, where it's like the scientist puts himself in a robot, and the robot becomes like other robots and shit like that. It's Does like, it dance? Is there a robot dancing? It's it's what it is. Yes, it's, I think it's, there is. Yes, oh it's really good um, depth and and motion blur for the CGI, but mm. that's that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> it just has the same texture. They all look like the same exact fucking thing. Yeah. Yep, yeah. hilarious. And also, um, how awful where the they're the little kid versions of them. Oh my hairs. god. I, I, that hair didn't even look real. It looks like just like I either think A it looks CGI. I'm with you, Dave. Yes. <laughs> it looks color corrected. Horribly CGI color-corrected. children? <laughs> I don't understand so much. why if like I think I would have liked the like look of this movie so much if they didn't just decide decide that they were blonde. Yeah. Like just make them not blonde. No, like Sorry. Yeah. it should have just been like I don't know. Oh, and you're going to hair lift the characters. You won't whitewash them, but you'll hair lift them. I will, not because I'm fairly certain that like style of that that color blonde does not exist in real life. It's oh. it's also and Edward that gold. Edward is not yes. a good actor. The guy I played Edward is not. No, great. He is not. Oh no. Also adds on to it. Um like he has the same expression on his face in the entire fucking movie. Yeah. He would have killed it as Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Yeah, oh. you would have. Absolutely. Um, the, the one thing... The only movie they could have made that had worse hair in it. <laughs> yes. The um, the one thing that I think really defines Edward is his height and his reaction when people bring up his height. Which yes. is he overreacts and gets really angry no matter what. So he could be in a really serious fight with a big bad. And if he calls him short stuff, he immediately turns into a chibi version of himself and saying like and he loses he completely loses his yeah. cool any strategy he might yeah. have had yeah. and this and here it's like they, they make what one joke yeah. at it and it's it's like nothing yeah. well it, yeah. they don't even make it to him i don't think i think they make it to his brother they do and yeah. then so you mean the little guy yeah so like what the thing is and that was the scene that was kind of lifted from the anime too that i remember um 
where they go, oh, you must be the full metal alchemist to Alphonse who's stuck in a metal because suit. Because you're fully made yeah, of metal. <laughs> he's like, no, that's that's my brother. And they go, oh, the little guy. And in the anime, I, I'm pretty sure that Edward hears it from a distance and you see him like going crazy in the background. He runs. He runs like half a town yeah. away. And this one, they're just like, oh, yeah, huh, I guess he is short. It's like you're you're losing. Like it's bad enough that I, I already had preconceived notions of what the casting kind of like should have been but then when you lose the humor out of Fullman Alchemist which is a big part of it you're just really watering it down for the sake of plot points too there's more to an adaptation than I think plot points and how things look right I mean this is also one of the darkest stories I've I've really read mm-hmm. um not like and I'm not talking just manga I mean like anything comic books movies you know tv shows you name it you know it's about two kids who lose their mom and their bodies and parts of their souls you know, there's people dying. They're for they're you know at in in the movie and in the second anime. There's a scene where he's literally forced to transmute people into you know the red stone, you know the philosopher's yeah. stone. It's great, like it's it's nuts, um, and you know they they don't exactly pull their punches here, but it's just like, ugh. yeah, you got to lighten it up with something, yeah. You know, yeah. or give don't us some, have some brevity. Don't have the tone of this movie, or or yeah. just don't make this movie. That yeah, don't make yeah. It. So what, what is important to note too is Netflix did not make this movie; they just purchased the rights to show this movie. Oh, right. Good. This came out what last yeah. year in Japan. I, I remember two years ago it was announced, and they showed like a test scene for it, and it was just Alphonse. Uh, I think using alchemy or fighting or something like that. And they showed Edward briefly, but they never showed his face. They only showed like the flowing blonde hair and like the the robe and everything. The back like of the cape, yeah, back of the cape, everything like that. And um, everyone's like, okay, like I can, I see. And then they announced the Attack on Titan movie, and then everyone's like, oh wow, this is like a new trend. And then the Attack on Titan movie came out, and it sucked. Is what I hear. Yeah. Didn't wow, bother wow. seeing it. And then this one came out, which also is not great. I wonder how well it did in the East. I don't know. You know what? It's just that anime anime doesn't translate well into live action. It Certain loses anime doesn't. something. I would agree. Uh, what's you what's what an mean? anime that did translate well? Yeah. I mean, I could think of some that would translate well that they haven't been. There's one that's called Case Closed, which is about uh, a teen detective who gets transformed into a little kid detective and solves little mysteries. I think that would be really cool live action. He, he's he's a pint-sized detective yeah. that solves big man <laughs> mysteries. And he's just trying to figure out how to get back to his like his normal body. That would be pretty good. Um more serious ones, I think. Um or like less super exaggerated would translate really well. Yeah. Um like this is no matter which way you look at Fulman Alchemist, uh, there are points that are super exaggerated that make it what it is it's, it's heart and soul not just with um edward but alphonse has a couple of those in there as well um greed was always a really cool character for me especially the second incarnation and brotherhood i really dug yeah him. ling uh and not only that but like the, they try to act animated like they did in the animate and it just doesn't work yeah you can't do it you have to be a, like like 3d like animated. winry like she just is i just want to like kill her every single time she was on that screen. wasn't like, winry like I just want to scalp her. Like I, f- I feel like someone had uh, Chris's idea of like, well, like you know, we're not gonna just make another blonde. Just give her a normal hair color; it'll be fine. And you're looking at it, and you're just like, well, you've dyed their hair, put wigs on them. Like you might as well do it for this one. Like why are you stopping? Yeah. Did you run out of money? Yes, that is yeah. correct. <laughs> That's what it was. Well, Figured it out. 
Um, Boulevard Gaming from the chat, too, saying, I would love an Afro Samurai live action done right. I think that would Ooh. be interesting. It might be a little weird because I don't know if you could have Sam Jackson do it. And I think Afro Samurai would be weird not as Sam Jackson. He's way too old, yeah. though. Yeah. It would have to be like an old man Afro Samurai. Yeah. Like a follow-up series. Wait, didn't he have, like, did, didn't Afro Samurai, he had, like, that weird imaginary friend he would talk to that was also voiced by Sam Jackson? It well, is. they were both voiced it by is. Sam Jackson, yeah. Well, I'm saying, like, Sam Jackson still being it. He'd just be, like, the really older, like, but, imaginary yeah, friend. Yeah, no, yeah, that too. But I think it'd just be weird having, for how little Afro actually spoke, I think it would be weird to have a different voice come out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Eh, that's true. You know what I mean? Uh, especially if you think about the... Um, big um hollywood actors now that are coming out especially for black panther and stuff like that they don't have that voice that sam jackson has i think like michael, michael b jordan love him doesn't have the voice no love he couldn't him. pull it off no no speaking of which um off topic but i want to bring this up i saw a meme today and it was um the two kids from the boondocks doing the fusion dance photoshopped onto uh goten and uh, Trunks's body, and the result is Michael B. Jordan from Black Panther. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I chuckled at that a couple times. That was great. That's good. That was a good one. That's good. Um, so there was one scene that I was not looking forward to. <laughs> as soon as they're like, "Oh, you should go see Shao Tucker." <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what's coming, folks. <laughs> so Shao Tucker, I think, was actually very well casted. Shao Tucker. Yeah. Shao Tucker. Yeah. I did not have any issues with Shout Tucker in that. Uh, and Hughes as well. Uh, but we'll get to Hughes. But Shout Tucker, um, his kind of little bit of a backstory. Uh, Casey, you want to go for that one? Sure. So Shao is the sewing life alchemist. Um, and he pretty much got his state alchemy license or title or whatever um, from creating the first talking chimera. Uh, and a chimera, of course, is a hybrid creature that you can make in this universe with alchemy. You know, historically, it's like a griffin, which is like head of a lion, wings of an eagle, like, you know, body of a man. I don't actually know what a griffin's made of. Um, I think I'm close, though. Anyway, <laughs> he made one two years ago that said, I want to die. And that was the only thing it could speak of. But the government doesn't care about no. that. They're like, wow, you made a, you know. But his work has slowed down recently. And his wife has also left him approximately at the same time the Chimera was created. Mm. And now he lives with his adorable daughter, Nina, and their giant dog, Alexander. Mm. And when Sh Tucker's turn for a, a new experiment comes up, and his daughter and dog are nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. Dun, dun, dun. So when um, it got to around that part, I was kind of like, I paused it and I was like, do I really want to watch forward? Like, am I prepared? Again, for the third not time. Not only for the third time, am I prepared for a live action interpretation of what this is? Like, I don't know if I'm I'm emotionally ready for this. It turns out I was because it wasn't all that bad, as, at least as bad as the animes were. It was still creepy as fuck because they literally just lifted the design right out of the, the anime. Yeah. Uh, but I think because I've already seen it a couple times, it was kind of just like a... Like, the room was more well-lit. I didn't have that emotional attachment to her as I did in the other stuff. It was just kind of like, she was a cute little girl, that was a cute dog, and now they're a cute little girl dog. Dog girl. <laughs> a, a, a girl, girl dog. dog. Dog girl thing. 
Cat what happens dog. when you transmute a, a big dog and a tiny girl into one being? You get a it, it bitch. Kinda, kinda looks like a big bitch. Kinda, now that I'm thinking about it. Girl dog. Kinda looks like Simba when he was a teenager with longer hair. No. Oh, <laughs> Dave goes, no. What? Brings everything the brings light whole God damn meaning it. to Hakuna Matata. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm about Hakuna Matata. Uh, <laughs> oh, what my a wonderful God. transmutation. <laughs> But like that scene too, almost lifted from from the original source material. Where even how yeah. he figures it out, like how long ago did your how long ago did you get state certified? How long has it been since your wife left you? And tell me, doctor, where's Nina and Alexander? The emotional buildup of that in the original show is so much better like, because Ed is like quivering with anger. So I, I will say that I think this is the only part in this whole movie where this actor did a decent job at what he was supposed to do. Oh, I didn't buy it. I, I, yeah, I bought I. this part more than any other line that he delivered. Maybe when he was taking the shit out of the doctor, I believe that. But when he realized like that was her, like his face didn't look like a change expression at all. He went from being like well, happy to like change expression the, the whole thing. Like that, I would accept. I'm not so. I'm not saying that he did a great job at it. I'm saying this is the best job that he did in the whole movie. Is is what I'm saying. If you right. well, 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 Dave doesn't kind of agree. What what's a scene where he he did a better job? I don't think he did a good job in any. Of well, that's what I'm saying. Like this is all shit, right? But like out yeah. of all the shit, like this one, like was a little bit you're, so you're saying this is the shiny peanut in yeah the turd. exactly that's exactly exactly <laughs> it's the shiniest peanut in the exactly turd. It's, it's the less <laughs> smelly of all of the the line that came through <laughs> all right I don't i'm not you saying that. it's good what? by any stretch of the imagination but this is the one scene where i was kind of like okay like he might have watched that episode to get some direction <laughs> maybe maybe um but hughes let's talk about hughes for a minute um, one of my favorite characters, Hughes and Greed and Mustang, are my three favorite characters from Full Metal. Just be not in this, not this, but in in general. Um, <laughs> but for me, they did a really good job on Hughes. He was lovable. Yeah. He was kind of doofy. He did all. He looked like he him. He looked like him. Like hard. He did all the over exaggerations that Hughes does. Um, I feel like he was the only one that like wanted to be there as an actor. Yeah. As well. Um. When what happened to Hughes happened, so when he dies, which they changed slightly, slightly, yeah, because it wasn't uh, Mustang that got him, but it was a character that they didn't put in, or no, they she no. wasn't it. Yeah, and they even do the thing where it's like she's got the mole on yeah. her face, but it doesn't have the same yeah. impact. It's weird. It's very weird. Um, did you guys feel like? somewhat of an impact when Hughes died or was just kind of like eh, par for the course yes only because I didn't get that far in the anime yeah. oh so you didn't know so that it happened. was shock yeah wow so that fucked me up because I like this ca- he's a cool character also so I was like no oh god horrible spoiler so that's actually pretty interesting like so Dave who's seen like me and Casey have seen all of it Dave's only seen like a bit of it mm-hmm uh, I'm wondering what the rest of the movie was like for you after you got past the stuff that you already saw, like in terms of plot and stuff like that. Um, it was. I don't want to say boring. <laughs> I don't want to say boring, it was, it was, but boring. It was, I don't want to say I don't want to say boring. But if I didn't have a drink in my hand while watching it, I probably couldn't stomach most yeah. of it. Yeah. Like so. 
and let's go back a couple of podcasts ago when we were watching um, Death Note. Yep. Right? Yep. Oh, God. I like Death Note because I wasn't coming from the same angle you guys were. You guys saw the anime, right, right, right. saw Death Note, thought it was shit. I never saw the anime. I saw Death Note. I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. It's like a nice, cool little thriller. This is completely different because I have some type of I have some investment into the anime, mm. and I like the characters. So as it progressed, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this happens in the anime, but I'm still not invested. What do you think a homunculus is? Homunculus, a fake human, a human that was built by something else. But what do you think the origin is based on the movie alone? On the movie alone, I have no idea. But someone made them and uh, bonded them to like a philosopher's stone. Isn't it Wonder Twins? Is that where we saw the homunculus? No, no. Um, I I find that pretty interesting. I never I never considered that, Dave. That's all. That's why I'm like, wow, yeah, yeah that's really cool. Uh, Casey, what are the actual origins of the homunculus? Uh, original run or manga? Let's and do the original run and then all the others. Original run is if you transmute, if you try and transmute a human being back to life, the mistake that you get, like the backfire, uh, if it's given a philosopher's stone, it becomes a sort of dark copy of that person. Really? Yeah, so Lust was, like, Scar's sister-in-law. Um, the Greed was an old lover of one of the main villains. Um, Sloth was the Elric brother's mom. Yeah. No shit, really? I have, like, a, yeah, I have some very strong opinions about the first series. Everybody, like, writes it off. I, and I, like, oh, brother, like it's a million it. times it's, better. It's different. It's just different. Yeah, but the the way they do the homunculus in that is is way cooler. In in the the manga and the Brotherhood adaptation, there are artificial human beings created through alchemy. Like it's pretty simple, but they all have superpowers and they're basically immortal until the lives in their um, philosopher's stone ticks out, which you see in this movie uh, twice. Right? Do they kill Gluttony? No, right? No, Gluttony's still no. running around. So that, that's the he other thing, too. Away. Like, I don't remember that from the original run where they have, like, a finite... They're, they're like cats. They have, like, a finite number of lives. And as you get closer yeah. to that, they regenerate slower. I don't remember that at all. And I think they just made it up for the movie so they could kill one of them a lot easier. Because, in, uh, at least in Brotherhood, Mustang is the only one that can really kind of kill them because he just burns them until they're no more. That's just right. his like strategy where everyone else has a much harder time because you have to like kind of like figure it out. You have to separate the um, the philosopher stone from the being and then hope that they don't regenerate from a little bit of tissue like Wolverine style and make a whole other version kind of deal. Um, what I find interesting about the Hermunculus or Humunculus from uh, Brotherhood is that the Elric's the Elric brothers' father uh, has a much deeper origin and connection to them than he did in the original run. Um, right. The original run, he was a wandering scientist, if I remember correctly, kind of deal. He was a, he was a slave scientist. Well, in the original run, not in the. Oh, the oh the yeah the yeah. original run. Uh, where he, yeah he was he was a, an immortal yeah, drifter. He figured out <laughs> um, there's actually an alternate reality mm. where they pull a lot of their alchemy from, mm. and that alternate reality is World War Two London during the Blitz. So there's a one point where uh, Ed crosses over and he's. You know, without alchemy in World War II London, which was interesting. Um, mm. Brotherhood doesn't go into any of that shit whatsoever. Their dad was a slave who was uh, freed from a being that was called, that was the first homunculus, 
and tricked him into sharing his form. Now there's two of them, and all of the homunculus come from that OG homunculus in this sense. Fucking crazy shit. Wouldn't it be homunculi? Homunculi? Homunculuses? Or is it just homunculus? Homunculuses. It's homunculi. Whatever. This is a cac. It's a cactus scenario. Um, Cacti. But like so. I hope no one watches this and thinks that this is what Full Metal Alchemist actually is. Because I promise no. you yeah. it's not. Wait, they, I'm going to stop you there. Through. I hope no one watches this. Period. End of story. <laughs> Period. It was not great, um, but it's always fun to just like shit on bad things, which is awesome. And try to find the, the as Dave so eloquently put it, the um, peanut, the shiny peanut in the turd, which took a, t- shiny took a bit. Shiniest peanut in the turd. I actually watched this with Jen. I'll give you some time to think of the secret question. Um, Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood is what got Jen into anime because for the longest time she thought it was just cartoons, mm-hmm. you know. Then she watched the anime, and within the second episode, it's like, oh my god, their mom died! Like, what the fuck? So she saw it from a bit different eyes than I did because she didn't get as far into the series as I have. Um, and she did like how. And she did have a point. Like, the cinematography was really nice in this movie. Like, a lot of the scenes were. That opening shot, man, was great. Yeah. And the town they're in, she even said to herself, she's like, you know what? I would like to go vacation in that town. I'm like, you know what, babe? You're right. That looks like a nice town to have a a nice little holiday. Um, But story-wise and acting-wise, she's like, it's it's just a bad movie. You know, she's like, I don't know as much as you guys do, but it's a bad, it's fun to watch, but it's just a bad movie. You want to watch it because it's bad. Yeah. It seemed like a fan-made film. Is what it seems. Yes. yes, it did. Uh, I, I remember I was going through some of the forums uh, before we jumped into the secret question. Can't believe I almost forgot to mention this. Someone called it cosplay the movie, which I think is very <laughs> succinct and accurate. Uh, nice. Sorry for the secret question. Secret question. So tonight we talked about um, uh, the second part of season one. Of, of Amazon's tick. We also talked about the uh, Netflix now apparently exclusive Full Metal Alchemist live action movie, both of which are adaptations of popular cartoons, uh, comic book, or manga anime. What I want to know is what is a cartoon from the classic Saturday morning lineup, whatever that is for you, that you would like to see adapted into a live action movie? I already have mine. Uh, of course you do. Mm-hmm. Well, well considering us. I just thought of it while Dave was stalling. I already have mine. <laughs> um, there was a show You're that welcome. was on Fox Kids. And I'll go first for the first time in Secret Question history. Because this is kind of a big one. You have to scrap your, your memory banks and all that stuff. There was a cartoon um, about a government cover-up. Now, there was... I think it was like there was an arms race with robots and artificial intelligence... Um, where America claimed to have been the first to create their own sentient giant robot that protected all of America. Um, He was dubbed the big guy. Now, it turns out there's actually a pilot inside of it, and this whole big kind of thing, government found out, decommissioned him, up until uh, a scientist, I think this is maybe a couple decades, or maybe a decade later or something, scientist actually creates a little boy robot um, that is actually sentient, powered by nuclear power, sentient. Power up blast His off. Name, Rusty. 
they programmed Rusty to uh, idolize Big Guy. And the only way that Rusty really works is if they bring Big Guy back. They didn't tell him that Big Guy wasn't actually a robot. So thus you get Big Guy and Rusty, the boy robot. Fucking great cartoon. If you never heard of it. What? I've never even heard uh, of that. It's great. It's actually where my where oh. my second dog gets his namesake from. That was some that was some Fox that Kids action right there. Great. Actually, hold on, give me a second. I'm gonna roll away. I have the comics too. I'll show you the cover. It's fucking wonderful. Give me a minute. Big oh, guy. And it's rusty. huge. Oh, it's it's gigantic too. That's one of them big old oversized Dark Horse comics. <laughs> I don't even remember this. Holy God. I do. Big Guy and Rusty is pretty neat. Uh, people don't really remember it for the comic because it was just two issues out of the blue. Mm. Um, as as I hope Greg will show us. But uh, the animated show ran for a couple of seasons and it was... Yeah, look how big that is Massive. compared to a normal comic book. Yeah, this is, like, Jesus. This, this is huge. This is my face. This is the comic book. Yeah. <laughs> this is my face, case you didn't know from the past hour, and this is the comic book. Big guy. And that's Sin City's Rusty. own Frank Miller. Yeah, which is very interesting. Oh, shit. Um, the art in it. You'd never know impeccable. it. I love this. But the yeah. car, like, I watched the cartoon before I knew the book was actually a thing, obviously, because I was a kid when that uh, debuted. Uh, and yeah. for all those audiophiles out there right now, you're welcome. This is the sound of a comic book's properly stored sound like. And I'm going to throw it across the yeah. room. Put it in the plastic. Put it in the box. Put it in the comic condom, damn it. There we go. Um, but that, that, would, that would be mine. Um, going that extra mile, I would love for uh, David Boreanaz to play the pilot inside a big guy. That'd be fucking awesome. And then, I don't know, just get like Nancy Cartwright or something to do the voice of Rusty. Just <laughs> No, just get uh, get the same Oh, actress. yeah. It's, yeah, um, yeah. And it's actually... Um, it's pretty great too because uh, Pamela. Oh, actually, no, no, no! I changed my mind. I would like Colin Hanks to be the pilot inside of Big Guy because Tom Hanks's brother did the voice of Big Guy. Uh, Just keep it in there. Why not? You know what I mean? That's good, good. Jim Hanks. What I like you, it. Jim Hanks. Jim Hanks was the voice of, which is yeah. also wonderful Scrubs references coming in. If you think of Turner and Hooch now, <laughs> that's true. Uh, what do you What do you guys got though? <laughs> Uh, Chris is moving the most, so we're going with Chris. Man, uh, I don't know if it's... I don't even know if this was a, a, a Saturday morning cartoon. Oh, you know what? Screw it. I know what it is. Yeah. Actually, it is getting a live-action reboot, uh, and I'm very upset about it because it looks absolutely atrocious. There's a little show called Avatar The Last uh, Airbender. I was going to go with the show called Reboot, which is getting oh, no! a reboot. I, Reboot's getting a reboot? And it looks... Yeah, oh, a yeah. live action, a semi live action one, and it looks so bad, and I'm very upset. I have to look at this really because basically yeah. it looks like so far it looks like the only thing carrying over is like 3D landscape and escape, uh, scrape, wow, 3D net landscape and megabyte and the logo. Oh, it looks so bad. It looks horrible. I was so excited when I saw that, that was a thing, um, and when I actually watched the trailer, I was just like, oh. Oh, honey's no, put it back in the put it back on the shelf. Yeah. Oh no, it's, <laughs> put it's it back. Bad. Oh, this looks not. But come on, Bob. The main character's name is just Bob. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then the show gets really dark when they get lost on the internet and join a group of pirates. It's pretty great. It, I love that it, season. It, it was that was one a, of the I, pilots, that was my favorite part. Pirates, just an adult version of the little kid with like a missing limb and yeah. a missing eye. Oh yeah, no, that's what happened. Is they lost. They, uh, Bob goes missing, uh, and then they go into a game and they they lose the game. 
So then they get then they get pulled into the internet and then they join a group of pirates. Yeah, that's crazy. And what hap- And what they do is that like, they jump game the game like Bo- yep. um, Enzo and like the little mermaid girl that he made friends with. Yep. And then like in the games, time moves faster. Yep. So for everyone else, it's been like a couple months, but for them, it's like been like ten years, yeah. pretty much. Damn. God, I I remember that was a good season too. That that was a really good yeah. season. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that I don't think that show really holds up well over time. I believe Especially, it probably does not. No. Visually, like it's the Beast Wars guys before they made Beast Wars, <laughs> so that tells so you it's something. a little, <laughs> little rough. Uh, woof. Ugh, yeah. That's all right. All right. Uh, someone else say something better, please. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I don't know if you're gonna like this one. My original answer was Batman Beyond, which is super oh, easy and kind yeah, of that's, cheap, that's, that's an easy to be honest though. with you. Yeah, but that would have been awesome. That, that been said, awesome, though, actually. I wouldn't. I would not trust DC to no. make a movie out of it at this present not, time. Not so I'm going to go with a hot yeah. no. My actual answer is uh, my life as a teenage robot. So like you, Greg, I had robots mm-hmm. on the brain. This show was a Nickelodeon cartoon, I think, around 2003. Uh, it was on for a couple of years. Um, there's like three seasons, like... 40 episodes, not a crazy amount, but, like, a good a good solid run. The crux of it is this robot, XJ9, or Jenny, uh, is, she's designed to fight crime and save the world, but all she wants to do is really be a normal teenager. Now, I usually hate teenage heroes because they don't have the cool adult problems that most of us deal with, like paying rent and getting a job and student loans. Growing, oh yeah, and student <laughs> loans and falling in love and all that garbage. Um, you know, so this isn't normally something that I would care about. But this show also came out when I was 13. So I thought, you know, this is kind of neat. Um, the characters are all a lot of fun. The setting of it is what really gets me in that it's this, um, like, uh, the Rocketeer, Art Deco. It's an Art Deco, like, styled yeah. show. Um, so all the robots are kind of a little steampunky, but like not quite still kind of sleek and futuristic. Um, but it's, it's great. The characters are fun. The storylines are great. The villains are memorable. There's a lot of charm to this show. And I feel like it's got its own kind of fan base in that sort of Invader Zim kind of a way where the people who are fans of it are diehard fans. You know, there's not a lot of like casual people who are like, yeah, I remember that show. It was all right. (laughs) It's either you really liked it or maybe you didn't yeah. see it. Um, but I'm a huge fan. And I I think w- where you get stuff like they made an Astro Boy movie. They're making a Battle Angel Alita movie. You could make something in this vein, keep it true to that sort of Marvel-style lighthearted yeah. action, you know, without too much of the drama. Because this show doesn't really have that. Like, she's got issues where, you know, as a robot, she doesn't experience things like hormones or acne or you know even being able to be like tickled like it's it's stuff like that but it's not like like oh her family's dead she has to come to terms with what measure is a human (laughs) like it's they keep it light because again it's a kid show so they're not getting too deep into this and if they did a live action adaptation hopefully they could just keep it fun which is what the world needs invaders in would be a runner-up for me Ooh, yeah i don't know man i think there's a lot more they could F up in that I movie. love it. <laughs> Although Invader Zim, what made it Invader Zim great was the animation. Yeah, I, I don't think I would do it live action. I might yeah. do a 3D, an, 3D animated and see how fucked up it all looks. Oh, I thought we were going live action. I'm changing the rule just for that one alone, but I'm keeping my big guy in Rusty. But, like, still. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dave. Okay. It's tough because most of the ones I would love to see as live action have been made live action. They fucking suck. Mm -hmm. Like Transformers or G.I. Joe. Um, my obvious answer would definitely be Gargoyles. Ooh, nice. I'm dying nice. to see that become live action. I've said it on plenty of podcasts beforehand. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's like the it's if Disney it's a it's a small fan base that likes it, but it's in a big enough fan base where it could do good. And it'd probably be better off being on Netflix or on their um, streaming service, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. And of course, like Goliath, the voice by Keith David, because no one else can fill those shoes. I think, in my opinion, um, yeah. maybe the actor who the voice actor who did the vo the voice for um, Master Chief, maybe that's about it. Listen, if Keith David is still working, he's still mm -hmm. working. That's that's my that's my rule. If this guy had retired from doing animation work, maybe, but he's still in it. But the only one which I would other see than that, um, and I, that's what I was hoping, like the Ghostbusters remake would have been, was. A show called Extreme Ghostbusters that came out mm. years ago. That. <laughs> Interesting. Did anyone remember? You guys remember Extreme yes. Ghostbusters? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So for those listening in chat or on um, our various like podcasts, like uh, affiliates, those listening under the age of thirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot of people who don't know about Extreme Ghostbusters. Believe it or not, yeah. I shit you not. There's a lot of people who don't remember it. But basically, it's four Ghostbusters, but it still takes place in the same Ghostbusters universe. Slimer's in it, Egon's in it, but he's yeah, much older. As, as so the real Ghostbusters, older. the cartoon. So it's like a, it expands upon the cartoon universe. The yeah, name of the show is The Real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it expands upon, like, I've actually seen the knockoff Ghostbusters. This thing's horrible. Um, <laughs> but it expands off The Real Ghostbusters cartoon. And they basically like I guess they're drilling in they're drilling a new subway in New York and they knock open this freaking like vault that had all like these like monsters and ghosts and you know the usual like New York stuff pretty much. And this new like version of Ghostbusters, they go and hunt them, but they need like like better proton packs, more powerful stuff. And they just go out like doing ghost hunting and it was actually pretty freaking cool. Nice. Nice. Um yeah, I really dug that one too, and it was Oh fuck. Uh oh, Dave thought of another one. A better, maybe we'll go for it. No, just throw, just it, out throw it out. Um, Exo Squad. I don't remember that one. Exo Squad. Oh. So Exo Squad takes place on Mars. There's Neo Sapiens. They're like these blue skinned, like it's almost like Blade Runner, where they make like these blue skinned humans that kind of like are slaves oh, yep. on Mars. Yep, I remember this one. Yep. Main character's name is JT Marsh. They ride around in mechs and stuff like that, and just like the Neo Sapiens like overthrow the humans and they take them in as slaves and that's a huge like civil like war between, Oh, I think like, I had this toy. The Neo Sapiens and the humans. Everyone had this toy. They just never yeah. realized never it. Never watched it, but I I had that blue one. Yeah, I definitely watched this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you had like JT Marsh's yeah. mech and like what um basically like it's it's it was a toy it was a show. The toy line blew up and a lot of kids had the toy not realizing there was a show. Um because of like how like there was like little tiny guys that rode in the mechs and did all this stuff and it was a fantastic show and it was like for being a kids show it was fucking deep because yeah. there was a war humans being hunted and like neo sapiens had to do with like if they had a had a soul not a soul like yeah interesting nice yeah. from the chat we have uh, Dexter's lab I'd be down for that that'd be yeah. that'd be a weird looking Dexter though um. And then also, just for the sake of being funny, the Mighty Ducks or Mummies Alive. Oh, I forgot about Mummies oh, Alive. Mummies Alive. Wait a minute. The Mighty Ducks is such a weird thing because it's <laughs> like 
You have the movies, and then you have an animated series that are, that's about a bunch of alien ducks with super. I would, powers. I would watch that movie. I don't care how bad <laughs> that is. I would go to the theater, and I would pay for like the 4D IMAX 3D experience. Is what I would do. That'd be ridiculous. Most ridiculous thing. I've, I hope they do that. And, but um, Ian Ziering still sees the voice of the main duck. That's just how it works. That's just how it rolls. It'd be an usher yeah. with like a feather duster touching the back of your neck. Like, here you go. They're walking by you. Here they go. Terrible. <laughs> speaking of that, uh, that's it. That's all the time that we have for tonight. This has been issue number 135 of the Bad Kitty Funky Podcast. Uh, remember to follow yeah. us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, and right here on twitch.tv slash Funky. Also, feel free to go ahead and find us on um, Apple Podcasts. And we're also on Google Play, iHeartRadio. Um, leave a rating, uh, leave a comment if you like. Uh, we super appreciate it as always. Um, any feedback you give us helps us grow. You can also email us directly at thebcfpodcast at gmail.com if you'd like and maybe get your secret question answered live. We'll see. Maybe, maybe not. Until next time, we'll see you then or see you another time. <laughs>